there's a sense of um, a pleasure to know that you've gotten to that place. The audience is bubbling. Something has been released in a way that scared the, the, the bejesus out of them. Our repeated visits to the horror picture were certain laws that happened to apply to all horror pictures. He doesn't tell you everything, but now you're getting a sense of where this conspiracy lies. The innocent must suffer. It's very much about sort of the ride, the scares. I never watched the film with that in mind. If there's a good scare and it's working, they'll shriek. They'll shriek their heads off in unison. No one had seen anything like this. We came to realize there was a second law governing all horror pictures, and that was the guilty must be punished. But the people who needed to see it hadn't seen it yet. Just make it as bad for the characters as possible. The, the continuous sort of escalation of just getting worse and worse and worse. We found there was a third law and that is that you must taste blood to be a man. And he had no character. He was blank. He was simply evil. The fourth law exists, that the dead must walk. But we're still, uh, we're still testing that law in our research labs to see if it holds true in all cases. You could call him Mr. Halloween. We journey into the mind of a master of horror. Hey there, everybody. It's me, Mike, from the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm here to do just a quick little wrap-up. I'm, I'm going all a little bit Bob Ross here for you. A little, little bit of um, ASMR sort of style for you to sort of, sort of switch it up here. Uh, not really. Uh, mostly just because I, uh, I'm just trying to be a little bit quiet. It's the, the evening here. Everybody's wrapping up after a long Halloween. Um, me especially, because my toddler was screaming every few hours last night, and I slept like just a few hours, um, which was great. But I am enjoying a nice little post-meal stuffedness. I had some fish and fries. I refuse to call them fish and chips, because if you call chips, if you call fries chips, like, that means you're British and you support the crown and the vampire that sits upon that throne. So don't do that. Don't support the crown. Don't support the vampire who runs the royal family. Uh, you may think the queen is dead. She's not. She's just looking for a more suitable host body. Anyway, not to get all political on you here, but I am here to just give you a nice little wrap-up of spooky season. And... I'm just going to do a little little countdown of what movies I like the most and why. So, so sit back, relax, steal some candy from your kids' candy bowls, put on some popcorn, do whatever you want to do, uh, and we'll get at it, shall we? Hopefully I'll be back next spooky season. Don't know what I'm going to do next year, but uh, hopefully it'll be just as fun as this year. And for everyone else who is thankful that spooky season's over, well, uh, there will be more spookiness, um, coming up, but not as much. So maybe, maybe every, every other few episodes or something like that. So we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, coming in at number five. Be careful. You could spend all your money. 
and fair. Excuse me, it's my turn now. Hey, I'm just warming up, man. I've been waiting for almost a week for this shit. I mean, like, 50 grand, she better be worth it, you know what I mean? Where are my friends? The art show. No, you're right, yeah, we should go to a museum. Make it quick. Whoa, don't touch! Don't fucking touch me! I like to have a connection with something to die for. I'll appreciate it. This will wake you up! I, I think we'll be okay. I prefer to use my heart. I feel like a butcher or surgeon or some shit, you know what I mean? It was fucked up. We made eye contact, which was a weird thing, you know, and, and she was yelling for me to help her. And then like a second later, all you can hear was this horrible scream. They don't care. They will attack anyone. I'm sorry, he doesn't get out of his cage much. I always wanted to be a surgeon. But the boards would not pass me. Can you smile? This. This is something you never forget. Yep, that's right. It's Hostel. So Hostel, while it was the weakest one of all the movies that I saw this year, it really wasn't as bad as I had expected it to be. It was, and it wasn't as gory as I thought it would be either. I know a lot of people held it up to this pedestal of, oh, it's one of the most traumatizing films I've seen. Well, in the span of like, a few movies I've seen more gore than that movie could even hope to dish out. I think it was mostly just the oppressive sort of nature of its, I guess, nihilistic attitude um, towards everything, I guess. Uh, it, it had some good moments. It's just Eli Roth, I think, if he would have gotten like a couple of good big stars in there, if he would have gotten maybe just one star who could carry it instead of like a bunch of no-name actors. And I get it. It's, you know, one of his first films, so, or, or close to being one of his first films uh, after Cabin in the Woods, which, not Cabin in the Woods, um, uh, Cabin Fever, I want to say, which was hands down a much better film, although that one was still kind of schlocky. But I think that the people in that one worked a lot better for the actual sort of thing that it was. And I still stand by, I think that if this was a documentary like he wanted it to be, it probably would have been better. And this could have been really good. It just wasn't, unfortunately. All he had to do was make a few minor changes, and realistically, it probably would have gone up a few snake pliskins. So, that's number five. Number four. You are still alive. your alibi it holds up <laughs> I, I just got electrocuted how much blood will you shed to stay alive Lawrence! Lawrence! you're probably wondering where you are i'll tell you where you might be you might be in the room 
Yes, that is right. It is Saw by James Wan. James Wan. Um, I I like this movie. I think that it surprised me a little bit with how much I liked it. I mean, I didn't love it, but I think that it was a fun enough movie, and I think it showed off Wan as an auteur who can do a lot of different things. Although I think that, again, you know, he, he put together a really cleverly, slickly edited film. It was, you know, they did a really good job with the scenery and the sets for having one location to work with. Uh, you know, they had the star power behind it. Danny Glover's The Carrie Elwises, and even they weren't even the best parts of the film. I, I believe, um, uh, was it Shawnee Smith, uh, who played uh, the girl who was in the reverse bear trap, and the guy who was in there with him, what was it, Adam? I don't remember the actor's name, but, you know, honestly, he grew on me a lot. And so I I ended up liking this film, although I probably won't revisit it ever. I think that it was a solid one-time watch. I think that if you had a person that didn't see it before and they liked this sort of thing and they didn't know the ending, I think this would be a fun one to show them. Because I think in the moment, it's a very fun movie. And if you don't know the twist, I think it's even more fun. And I I missed out on that because I I knew the twist. So, but the ride getting there was actually relatively enjoyable. It wasn't awful. It um, it was surprisingly a halfway decent giallo, and I wasn't expecting to kind of like see it that way. I know that uh, a lot of people out there, whenever I say giallo, they think of um, they think of uh, gelato. Shout out to Fred, my boy, my boy Fred. Uh, and watch out for any Italian eateries because they will murder you, turn you into gelato. Because that's what giallo means or something. I don't know. I, it's different every time I talk to people about it. So anyway, Saw, decently solid film. It just, you know, didn't tickle my prostate enough to say like, no, hey, come back and watch me again, Mike. So there, there you have it. There's Saw in a nutshell. So... Number, uh, that was five, then four, now three. Uh, number three. Seven days. Have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it? I saw her face. You start to play it? And it's like somebody's nightmare. I'd really rather watch it alone. And suddenly, this woman comes on. I know things will get better. Seeing you through the screen. What are we watching, home movies or something? And as soon as it's over, your phone rings. You killed Tamara, didn't you? My wife was not supposed to have a child. Someone knows you've watched it. I've watched it. And what they say is, was the ring 
I had to think about this for a moment, but I think that I, I will put the ring here at number three, just simply because the ring was fun. And I think it was a pretty decent horror film. And I think that it did a decent job of doing what it did. I think it was a scarier film than Ringu, but Ringu was definitely a, a much more of a better sort of whodunit mystery sort of thing. This one kept me engaged, and I think Gore Verbinski is actually, this This really solidifies for me the fact that Gore Verbinski can do a lot of things, and he's very good at doing those things. Now, he's not like the complete package auteur, I don't think, but I think as far as someone who's out there who can do most anything, he's very much in that niche of, he's like Peter Jackson, right, where he can do horror, he can do comedy, he can do big budget action, uh, as evidenced by, again, you know, he's he's got Mouse Hunt, he's got The Ring, he's got A Cure for Wellness, he's got the Pirates of the Caribbean. They all have sort of, you know, a difference to them, but they all have that Gore Verbinski flair. He uses soundtracks well. The soundtrack in The Ring was pretty good. Uh, it wasn't as good as, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean score, but he definitely really utilized it to the fullest. He utilized a lot of those sound designs. He was very slick at doing what he did. And I think the the ring realistically shows off a couple of things. I think it makes Naomi Naomi Watts really carries it because she's the actress who is um at the center of this versus the other actress from the Japanese um version of Ringu. I don't remember her name because I'm bad with names and it's a Japanese name, so please forgive me. Anyway, she wasn't as likable as a protagonist as as um almost said Nicole Kidman, but um, Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts was very good in this. I think you got a very good sense of who she was. It wasn't like overly complicated, but I think she played it well. And I think she was the a good final girl, quote unquote, basically. Um, the thing that really held this movie back, I think, was just like the the atrocious like cast that surrounded her. And then also it just it just kind of took a couple of dumb turns with the plot. Like I, I understand that this is sort of a um it's meant to be it's a horror movie but when you kind of in, interject a little bit more of that sort of mystery element into it it has to be less dumb right i can forgive something like uh you know a stupid slasher like um again i'll go back to uh, uh, not cabin in the woods but i guess cabin in the woods is a good one too but i'll, I'll take you back to cabin fever right it's a dumb movie it's a really dumb movie but is it really about anything other than a bunch of kids, you know, drinking, smoking, having sex in a cabin, and then they get, you know, they get got? Not really. Um, it's fun for what it is. Is it going to be high cinema or high art? No. And I think The Ring kind of straddles that line of being, like, it could be elevated horror. You know, like, that you're sort of, like, your Midsummers or your Hereditaries or your, your A24 films, right? It could be those. But it's not quite there. It's somewhere in between. And I think it kind of hurts itself by not going either full into one or the other. I think Gore Verbinski, though, comes out solid on this one. And I think it's it's a perfectly serviceable film. I probably won't watch it again. But again, that little kid in this movie made me hate seeing him on the screen. And I really just was like, you know, Naomi Watts, you could just let him go. You know, at this point, like, you don't love him that much. He's kind of a jerk. And also... Not really a jerk. It's 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 a, it's a kid, but I really disliked him. I disliked him a lot. 
So anyway, ring solid, not great, but again, probably more solid than Saw. I would revisit this before I saw Saw because I think this did a lot more stuff that was visually stimulating and cool, and it had a little bit more of a mystery that seemed a little bit less dumb than Saw. And I know I, I'm I'm kind of taking away the criticisms here. This was less of a giallo, uh, and and I'm I'm kind of criticizing Saul for the same reason I'm not criticizing The Ring. I, I guess I'm being hypocritical here, but Saul is more of a giallo. It really is, and those are they don't really have that much of a mystery. You're meant to see them from a voyeuristic perspective, and the mystery is sort of meant to unfold. Whereas you know something like The Ring, which is a it's a horror thriller that's meant to sort of keep you engaged with the mystery. And I think there's a distinction there. I think it's tenuous and I might be bullshitting, but I think that if you're watching a giallo for the mystery, you're doing it wrong. By the same token, if you're watching a mystery for the kills, uh, you know, you're also doing it wrong. And that's why I think, you know, Ring Ringu was fun. It was good, but it was much more of a mystery thriller. Ring The Ring was definitely more of a horror film. And it was scarier. It, it, it actually was. So... All right, number two. It is said that when a person dies in extreme sorrow or rage, the emotion remains, becoming a stain upon that place. Death becomes a part of that place, killing everything it touches. What happened there? I'm just a little worried about mom. I, I just want to make sure she's okay. She's also been missing from work. We would like her to stay in the hospital trying under evaluation. Your first visit alone. I've been in that house. So have you. And I got so lost. And I couldn't find anyone who could help me. Three years ago, three of my colleagues began investigating the case. Two died mysteriously. No one disappeared. There was tape all around the door. I guess now we're going to have to talk in the morning, huh? Just get here as soon as you can. Your wish has been granted. They have been investigating the murders at that house. The whole time I was in that house, I felt something was wrong. Don't worry, Karen. You're ready. It seems that the son killed his wife and then himself. Emma still hasn't said a word to me. Oh, I miss seeing this. <laughs> Once you have become a part of it, it will never let you go. You guys could probably guess this. It was actually The Grudge. And I'm realizing now, um, because you'll obviously know which one is my number one, because I've said it's The Grudge is number two, and you, you're going back. I think that I have actually watched these, uh, released these episodes in order of how much I like them. So, which is weird. Um, it wasn't intentionally done that way, but that's just how the cookie crumbles. So um, in, in this case, it really was, the grudge really was, I think, better than the Japanese version in some senses. I think the Japanese version was much creepier. I did end up liking that one for its creep factor a lot. And I think that it was um, much more of a good creepy vibe film. And I love the what it, what it did by segmenting everything. But when you got into that second act of transitioning from you know this person that we're you know we're in the present now we're in the future years later with the daughter and she's now a teenager i think that it hurt itself as far as a narrative story the grudge didn't really do that 
unlike Juwan, and I think that it was very well played through with, um, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar and a pretty fun supporting cast, especially Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi really kind of like he he was the carpet to this movie's uh, floor from The Big Lebowski. He really tied the room together, and I think that without him, I think it would have been a much worse film. Uh, again, my I like my girl Sarah Michelle Gellar, and you know. I will simp for her performance. It wasn't the greatest of all time, but I think it definitely lended a little bit more credence to the whole situation and the backdrop. It kind of like shifted a little bit of the tonality of the seriousness of the investigator. It was kind of a couple composite characters put together into one. Um, She unraveled a mystery far better than it was unraveled in Juan. I think that the filmmaker, um, Takashi Shimizu, I believe, he did learn some lessons. He did westernize this quite a bit, uh, but he did keep the core of what he was doing there. Uh, There were a lot more scares in this film. I really liked it. It did build some tension based on these scares. It wasn't the scariest film ever, uh, as Andrew and I can attest to, but it was a fun scare. This one I probably would revisit more so than like The Ring or any of the other ones um, that I've talked to previously, just simply because it was a it was a fun sort of haunted house. And Roger Ebert um, can lick my butt because this movie was not as bad as he thought it was. I don't know what he was smoking. I'm pretty certain that he just didn't watch this movie. So anyway, so number one, drum roll, please. No, no, no. You don't make too much noise. Why do you have to be so damn stubborn? He will find us. Yeah, chances are he will anyway. At least with this, he might not want to find us. That house of wax was pretty cool. No, no, it wasn't a wax thing. It was moving and it was freaky looking. Anyone need a hand? I cannot believe you're making me do this. Yeah, it's a real tragedy, ain't it? No, it's a horrible story. Tell me this doesn't look real. I just saw someone. She went crazy. We were actually looking for a guy named Bo. He works at the gas station. Don't you get it? You're the good twin. I'm the evil one. Where is he? You're not going to go in there, are you? Yeah, people used to come to see it from miles away. The whole town could hear her screaming from the house. You're an artist. Bo is lying to you. He used you. I'm looking for my sister and her boyfriend. Wait, where are you going? Don't leave me. Let me just go dump the casket in the ground. I'll be right there. It is wax. Remember the truck that came to the campsite last night? I think we just ran into him. We still got a lot of work to do. Please don't kill me! I reckon things will wrap up soon. That's right. I bet you could guess it. It was House of Wax from 2005, directed by Wam Colette Sarah. I absolutely love this film. Um, I, was it the best of all time? No, but it was certainly one of the most surprising turnarounds I've ever seen. Like I didn't have any expectations of this being good until I started looking at the trivia, seeing what it was about, because I just always assumed that this was the movie where Paris Hilton dies, you know? It's like, oh, that's cool. That's it's got its thing for it, and that's that's its own little niche. And there's a little cult of people who have really sort of clung to this film. But no, this was a unique slasher in that it built tension without really having a lot of a story 
and it created characters who felt like real people. It was just so interesting. And even like Paris Hilton was like he felt sorry for her dying. Like it it really had everything. And it it, it honestly had one of the best set pieces of any horror film ending that I have seen to this day. Like I, I honestly, in my mind, I can't think of anything that was as cool as just a giant house made of wax melting as basically the protagonist and the and the antagonist you know the final girl the final guy uh you know the bad guy the slasher the almost supernatural killer are like fighting each other to the death in this melting house it was so cool it was so friggin cool um and it you cared about the characters and you you hated the bad guy you loved seeing the bad guy get got it was amazing it's just it really stepped on its own dick when it you know had those bad special effects like the practical effects in this film were so good and not to besmirch any of the practical effects in any of these previous films i think that the biggest takeaway of all of the um movies that i've seen so far this spooky season have been that they've all had at least a baseline of good practical effects um gore verbinski did it in the ring uh, takashi shimizu did it in the grudge very well um there were a couple of awkward um you know uh, cgi things in those but they weren't as big of a scale as in, in um, house of wax saw pretty much all practical effects really good um and even as good as practical effects as saw were uh, and even hostile to its extent like eli roth is a very good visual director and he does well with gore and he does good with practical effects i think that despite all of that wam sarah in house of wax just put on a master class of essentially good practical effects such as you know everyone says that the whole achilles tendon sort of thing and saw was was gross and it was one of the most traumatizing moments for them in film history i mean watch house of wax there's a better um achilles tendon cut in this movie it's way better um jared padalecki gets his achilles tendon cut it's much more horrifying. It's a better jump scare. It's like, you know, Eli Roth is definitely going for horrifying, not scary. This was scary, and it had better gore. Like, it was just so crazy. Like, Paris Hilton gets impaled through her head. Like, you don't, like, yeah, you see, like, flat, fast glimpses of hanging bodies in, in Hostel, and it's all very horrific, but, like, this is downright scary. It's like, you know, oh man, this is a killer who's not messing around. It has very much like Jason Voorhees, you know, uh, um, you know, like a Jason or a Freddy sort of feel to it where it's like, this guy could be a supernatural killer. He's like crazy. He's taken these two arrows, like one to the arm, one to the chest. He should be dead. But at the same time, he's very much killable. You know, if he bleeds, you can kill it. I think we said in the episode, he's like, he's like the human version of the Predator. It's really good because it gives you this sense of just a good villain. And again, all the acting is great on the um, for the most part. And all the characters in House of Wax are at least likable and at least, at the very, very least, very real and human. It's, it's a very interesting film, and I'm very happy that I did get to sit down and watch it. It's, um, it's a, it was a very fun time. I quite enjoyed it. Um, and also, I didn't mention in the um, in the episode for House of Wax, but uh, uh, Alicia uh, Cuthbert, uh, 
is that, is that right? Who played uh, Paige? No, not Paige. Um, uh, the main, the final girl in House of Wax. I don't remember. Uh, it's Alicia. And then uh, Chad Michael Murray as the brother and sister. They were phenomenal. Really good. So I, I don't know. I You can go back and listen to the episode if you want to hear me spurred on about it, but I won't. This is not the point of this episode. This is just sort of a wrap up to give you guys you know, a finality here. Um, if you guys have any horror films that you want me to watch for next year's spooky season or a theme, uh, feel free to give me a theme. Uh, I'm open to suggestions. I kind of did sort of Pantheon films last year. I'm doing sort of like the films that I missed in my era this year. So there's a ton of other sort of things. Um, if you want me to watch, uh, if you would like for there to be a theme, great. Uh, suggest it. Go to mwns podcast at twitter on twitter.com and follow us first of all um follow like ding that bell haha there's nothing on youtube but you can still do it if you really want to but um go and to the twitter page and uh, add us and tell us what you'd like to see for next spooky season would you like to see you know uh me do like universal monsters that i miss like hammer horror um is there a a couple different foreign films you want me to keep it foreign do you want me to keep it domestic do you want me to keep it in like you know maybe i do the 90s maybe i do you know like last year maybe i do you know uh early 50s maybe i only do vincent price films who knows so if you've got an idea for what you want me to do for next spooky season let me know and thanks to everybody for coming out for spooky season it's Honestly, one of my favorite times of the year, especially for this podcast. I've only done it twice, but it's very fun to get to sit down and watch these horror films. Um, horror is my genre. It, it always will be, and I really like it. Um, I know I will get back to the non-horror uh, here soon. I'm not sure what I'm going to release next, but I am going to release something that's not horror, specifically, hopefully, if I have any in my backlog, which I'm pretty sure I have a few sitting on. So anyway, with that said, I'm going to let you guys go, and... I guess I'll catch you in the next one. Peace. What's your favorite scary movie? They will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? It's showtime. Welcome to... Right night. What do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. We are going to meet death now. <laughs> the living dead. <laughs> I would rather take my chances as a supernaturally possessed doll. It's less complicated. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Do you want to die, Sydney? I am Dracula. There is nothing to worry about. You're going to be just fine. I'm your number one fan. All music used in this episode is produced by Young Carts and used with license.